a very, very familiar passage of Scripture today. It's been preached on and around for many, many, many years. It simply says, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. And praise Him for His mighty acts and praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet and praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance and praise Him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals and praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Oh, that's it. Let's praise him. God, in the name of Jesus, we're asking for a special unction of your presence. The anointing of your spirit, God, to rest upon us. Anointing every heart and every life. And God, today I'm asking you that you will anoint our ears to hear and anoint our mind to understand and anoint our hearts to receive your word. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Turn around and give somebody a high five. Tell them you look better than I do. Amen. God bless you. And you may be seated this morning. Praise God, praise God. It goes without saying that praise and worship has always been a part of God's people. It's not something we simply do to pass the time in a church service. It's not just filler because we need something else to do. But it's a vital part of our experience and our walk with God. And it's also a vital part of our coming together as a church as we do every, every week. You see, we gain strength and direction and fellowship by coming together as a group of believers with a common cause and a common purpose. You see, praise and worship is a conduit that God uses to send down his miraculous power and blessings. If you look throughout scripture, you will see that there are a number of reasons why we, the people of God, should praise the Lord. Amen. We read in our scripture text in 150 and 2, praise him for his mighty acts and praise him according to his excellent greatness. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 tells us, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. Hallelujah. We're going to get into a whole lot of scripture today. Amen. Pastor messaged me earlier this morning and said, do you have a title and scriptures? And I didn't have time just to give him the whole Bible when it comes to praise and worship. So I thought, well, we'll just give him the scripture text. But the Bible is replete with the reasons why we need to worship him. But if you will study scripture, you can go back in Genesis chapter 22 and find the first record of worship to God when Moses, or rather when the Bible says, and it came to pass that after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son, whom thou lovest, and get thee to the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. The Bible says in verse 3 that Abraham arose up early in the morning and he saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and claved the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. 
that on the third day, everybody say the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place yet afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Amen. Could I tell you today that sometimes sacrifice is a worship. And sometimes worship is a sacrifice. I would like to say today that praise and worship always comes easy. But oh, we know how life is. We know how our emotions are and how the, uh, the, the physicalness of our body, amen, when we don't feel good at times, worship becomes a sacrifice. Hallelujah. There are times, <coughs> pardon me, that we simply have to make ourselves praise him. And it was a long three days to Moriah. And sometimes it's a long ways from where we are to where we actually get to the place that we can worship God. I cannot imagine what was going through Abraham's mind when God told him to take your son and go to the mount which I will show you and sacrifice that boy unto me. But I find it very interesting when it come time for him and his boy to make the rest of the journey by himself. He said, me and the lad go yonder to worship. Hallelujah. He didn't say anything about sacrifice. He didn't say anything about killing his boy. Amen. But he made up in his mind. Amen. Through what God has asked me to do, I am going to worship. But just as Abraham and Isaac returned from Moriah rejoicing, if you are willing to offer the sacrifice of praise, even if it is broken praise, even if it's wounded praise, amen, you can rest assured that when you turn from your Moriah, you can do it with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. When you offer to God the sacrifice of praise, amen, you can't help but receive something in return. Something's going to happen because praise is a channel. It is a conduit by which God is able to send the miraculous down into your life. Could you say amen? Jesus spoke about worship in John chapter 4. He said in verse 23, but the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. And God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We all have come here today and on the surface and on the outside we all look good. We cleaned up, we took a shower, we got ready. We put on our Pentecostal praise and sometimes we would call it a Pentecostal mask. But yet no doubt there are various and sundry reasons why each and every one of us have come to this place today. I'm sure that each and every one of us have some kind of need that we want God to meet. I saw the prayer requests. Some of them are very grievous. Some of them are very sad, the loss of loved ones. And we cannot explain that and we just look to the Lord which gives us the strength to endure such things in life. I come here today, amen, needing some things from God. I'm sure Pastor Mahaney and this church family, all of you come needing something from the Lord. But I believe today that what God is looking for is someone who is willing for a moment of time to lay aside what I need, to lay aside what I expect to lay aside what I'm wanting and for the next few moments Lord I've come to do nothing but praise you and to worship you and to magnify you and to exalt you do I have needs oh yes I have needs are there sicknesses in the body yes are there needs in the home and needs on the job you better believe they are but 
it oh hallelujah just to be able to come and say God what's more important is me giving you praise I submit to you this morning that praise and worship creates a highway by which God sends down his miraculous glory to his people and where his glory is is where his provision is. Oh, hallelujah. Can I say that again? Where his glory is is where his provision is. You see, God said, I will never change. I am the same God that said, let there be light and there was light. I am the same God, he said, that walked throughout all of the Old Testament. I am the same God that on the day of Pentecost, when suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all of the house where they were sitting. I am that same God that has come to Moss Hill on this Sunday morning to show you my glory and where God is. Where God is. All of God is. Hallelujah. You see, there's something about God. When he decides to show up, he doesn't leave a part of him behind. He doesn't have to spread himself around. Well, I'm going to show up to Moss Hill and I'm going to give them this, but I'm going to show up a man to Liberty, a man, and I'm going to give them that, and I'm going to show up to Corrigan and Livingston and I'm going to give them this. Oh, no, when God shows up, everything that he is is in the house. Hallelujah. And so I don't know what it is today that you need, but what I do know is I need God to show up. I don't need him just to show up in the building. I don't need him to show up just in your life. I need him to show up in my life. And so in order for that to happen, I'm going to give him praise. I'm going to send up worship. I'm going to magnify and exalt him because I need to create a highway. I need to create a conduit and a channel by which God can provide. I believe with all of my heart that God can heal the wounded and broken when we praise him. I believe in prayer. I believe in the anointing oil that God said anoint them with oil. I believe in the laying on of hands, but I also believe, hallelujah, that if a child of God, that if a church, if a family will just bind together and say, hey, we've got a sundry of situations going on, amen, but if we can bind together, amen, and get God to show up as he's here today, hallelujah, God will heal the wounded and the broken when we praise him. Emotional and physical healings can take place simply when we praise him. Chains can be broken. Brother Rhodes, right? You talked about it already this morning. Chains can be broken. Hallelujah. How are those chains broken? Can I break those chains? Oh, no, I cannot. I am no more powerful than the man of Gadara. It takes Jesus Christ to come into this place and break the chains. Hallelujah. He can break the addictions. He can overcome sin. He can overcome the temptations and the propensities of our flesh. But, oh, it takes God to do that. Hallelujah. That's why it's incumbent upon us that every time we come to the house of God that we make sure that God shows up. Forgiveness can come forth out of our praise. Hallelujah. I may not even know anything is really wrong. I'm just coming to the house of God. They've invited me here. 
Sure, I've got this problem and i got that problem. It would be wonderful to have those problems fixed, but amen, somebody invited me. I didn't know what to expect, and then all of a sudden, amen, the music begins to go forth, and I begin to pat my foot a little bit. I begin to clap my hands. I don't even know the songs, but after a little bit, I begin to memorize some of the words, and I can read them, amen, in praise. I didn't really understand what was taking place, but praise began to come out of my mouth, and God began to receive it. And before you realize it, something happens in my heart and in my mind. I realize I need what these people got. And all of a sudden, before I know it, I'm repenting of my sins and God is forgiving me. What facilitates that? It is a praise. <laughs> Salvation comes through the sacrifice of praise. The Bible talks about offering praise to God continually. He said in Hebrews 13 and 15, therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. The psalmist wanted God to know in Psalm 65 and 1, he said, Lord, I want you to understand that praise waited for thee, O God, in Zion. I want to tell you, God likes it when his church gathers together and worships him. I know what it's like to be out, amen, all week and have abundant Amen, trouble and abundant things come upon us. Amen, that when we come to the house of God, it seems like we're so weighted down with the cares of life. Amen, and it seems like it's so hard, amen, to rise up and to lift up my hands and to lift up my voice sometimes. Amen, but I want you to know there's one thing I want God to know is that no matter what life throws at me, no matter how much I may seem to be down, no matter how I feel in my body, hallelujah, I want him to realize that praise waiteth for him at the house of God. I know the Bible says Jesus speaking, my house shall be called a house of prayer, and it is. It is. Hallelujah. But prayer too much has become a litany of things that we need. God, I need this, and God, I need that, and I'm praying that you will do this, and I'm praying that you will do that. Hallelujah. But the psalmist said, oh, God, amen, those things are a given. We need those things, and you know we need those things. Hallelujah. But I want you to know, amen, that who I am is bigger than just what I need, that who I am as a child of God transcends the need and the prayer that I have. I want you to know that I am a worshiper. I am a praiser. I have come to exalt and magnify you. The Bible speaks of praising God together. In Matthew 18 and 20, he said, where there is just two or three gathered together in his name, he said, God is gonna be there. Psalms 22 and 3, God inhabits or he lives in the praises of Israel. We understand what that is. God has not forgotten Israel. Oh, he hasn't forgotten what's going on. He's not aloof to the problems and the torment and the killings that's happening in Israel today, but neither has he forgotten that born-again branch, hallelujah, that was grafted in all of those many years ago. And hallelujah, he said he inhabits. Hallelujah. Brother Mahaney, I just don't want God to show up. Because if we look at, at it in terms of, well, God showed up today, that means he had to come from somewhere else. We often pray, God, break in upon us. I say, God, if you have to, but he shouldn't have to. He shouldn't have to break into his own house. said he shouldn't have to break into his own house. 
He shouldn't have to be invited. But the Bible says that he inhabits. Now when I owned a home, we sold our home to go full-time evangelizing. I just didn't visit that house. I inhabited that house. And I realized how much I inhabited that house when I began to sell it all to put it in a 42-foot fifth wheel. We inhabited that house. I had stuff packed in every nook and cranny. I began to talk about all my wife's shoes until I started packing up my shoes. And then I hushed my mouth. I inhabited. In other words, I lived there. That house was mine. Amen. God had blessed me and it wasn't mine in the bank. It was my house. Hallelujah. It was my name. Amen. That was on the deed. I lived there. I could come and go. I could do whatever I wanted to in the house. If I wanted to remodel the house, amen, I could. I didn't have to go ask anybody else because I lived there. I inhabited that place. I want to tell you if you want God to live where you're at if you want God to be in control and in charge of every area of your life hallelujah one way to make sure that God is not just passing through or he's not just going to come by every once in a while hallelujah if I want God to live there it didn't say anything about my preaching it didn't say anything about my prayer even he said God will inhabit the praise come on somebody help me this morning hallelujah God, I don't want you just to show up on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday, but God, I need you on Monday. I need you every day of the week. I need you in my mind, my heart, my life. I need you everywhere. Well, come on, come on. He wants to do than just show up. He wants to do more than just show up. He wants to live there. Psalms 22 and 22. Praise God in the midst of the congregation. That's what we've been doing. Hallelujah. Glory. Psalms 35 and 18. Praise God in the midst of many people. Hallelujah. In other words, I'm not just going to do it privately. I know he's a personal savior. And I have a personal relationship. But it's not just a private thing. Oh, glory. I'm not the only one that lived at my house. Glory. My wife lived there. And for a while, my two kids lived there. To thank God and Greyhound, they're gone. I've been an empty nester since I was 42. I'll be 59 in December. Hallelujah. Woo, it's a wonderful feeling. But they did live with us for a while while they were building their house. And not everybody was on the same page. Sometimes I was up, mama was down. When mama's down, everybody's down. When daddy's down, ain't nobody cares. You know what I'm talking about. It's kind of like this every once in a while. Man, for eight months, we had my daughter, my son-in-law, amen, and three grandkids living with us. My God, have mercy. Sometimes some of us are better to love at a distance. But there's a parallel here. We're all in the same place. But we all come from different places. We're all at different ages. 
Hallelujah. Some of us are a little more older, and then some of us are just old. Well, glory. We have different emotions, and we have different feelings. And I come to the house, hallelujah, where I'm welcome. And I may not be feeling exactly like you're feeling. I got out of the truck while ago. I couldn't hardly walk. I don't know what happened. Amen. This last couple of weeks, man, something got into my back. I, I couldn't hardly move. In fact, I'm high on drugs right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank God for hydrocodone and the Holy Ghost. Glory. But sometimes it's a little hard to get my motor started. Sometimes it's a little harder for others to wake up. And my wife's always been a morning person. She gets up, it's like, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time to rise and shine. Somebody asked her one time, do you ever wake up grumpy? She says, no, I let him sleep. But she just kept on being jolly. Kept on that good spirit and that good mood. And when she lays those biscuits and gravy on the breakfast table, Brother Mahaney, she did that. My mood begins to pick up just a little bit. And before you know it, the long, hard day or the long, hard week or whatever it was, because somebody in the house, because whether two or three, can get together, it can change the atmosphere of what's going on. Oh, glory. Oh, we're all family here today. I know we're not all feeling exactly the same. Some of you are not in the best of moods and some of you, amen, don't really feel what I'm feeling right now, but that's okay, you're in the house, amen. And so what I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna keep praising him and loving him and worshiping him because praise is contagious and before you know it, the whole house is infected. Oh, come on, I'm gonna praise God in the midst of the congregation. I'm gonna praise him. You see, praise and worship is an outward expression of an inner feeling. It's when the flesh can no longer contain the emotions that's running through it. There is an action or reaction. Hallelujah. I've been around the block a time or two. Hallelujah. I know how life is, how humanity is. Sometimes we're in pain emotionally, psychologically, physically, whatever it may be. And we offer pain for pain. Sometimes we offer anger for anger and hurt for hurt because we've been angered. And if we're not careful, we want to lash out. That's humanity. I'm not faulting us for our humanity. Oh, no, we all have it. We've been hurt and we've been wounded. Amen. And you better be careful around the wounded because if not careful though we mean well they can lash out remember we was traveling one time and somebody hit a dog in front of us just clipped it real good it was laying there in the side of the road and we stopped and somebody else stopped in front of us and, and they went down to pick up that wounded dog to try to help it and the next thing they realized they were bitten and no doubt they would have never been bitten had that wounded animal had not been wounded. And sometimes if we're not careful, oh glory. It's not that we mean to. It's just we've been hurt. And we offer pain for pain and hurt for hurt. But to a born again child of God, our response should be the sacrifices of praise for all of the hurt and all of the anger and all of the pain that has come our way. Glory. 
I don't presume to be any better than the prophet Jeremiah. Even the prophet of God found himself the victim of vicious attacks. And he finally got to the point in Jeremiah 20 and 9. He said, I'm not going to make mention of him nor speak anymore in his name. I'm done. I'm done talking about him. I'm done testifying about him. I'm done trying to teach and preach about him. He said, but his word was in my heart. His word. We take it as the whole counsel of God. But I don't know if it necessarily was the whole counsel of God, the whole word of God that was in Jeremiah's heart right there at that moment. If he was anything like me, sometimes the only word that I had left was, Brother Hendrick, I love you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. And it was his word, he said, was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. Hallelujah. And those embers began to burn. And all of a sudden, the more I tried to clam up, I'm not going to do it. I don't feel like doing it. I'm tired of being hurt. Amen. But who God was and what he was speaking into my heart and in my mind. Amen through the preaching of the word, through a Sunday school teacher, or maybe it was just through the praise of somebody else. I wish they would shut up because I don't feel like praising, but they wouldn't shut up. And finally, that word just got down on the inside. And Jeremiah, he said, I'm tired of forbearing. I, I can't do it any longer. Hallelujah. And oh, I, oh, today, I wish somebody's soul would catch on fire. Amen. You may not feel the praise that I'm feeling or somebody else is feeling. But let me give you a word from the Lord this morning. He said, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Hallelujah. His grace is sufficient. Oh, somebody get that word down on the inside. Get that word down on the inside. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, or what's happened to you. The love of God. Come on, let it burn. Let it burn. It'll burn long enough, and finally, you'll open your mouth, and a praise will come forth. We can't afford to allow our praise to be stopped because of the pain and the suffering. Amen. My pain and suffering cannot speak louder than my praise. Hallelujah. Amen. It may be through the voice that is cracked and weary. Amen. And not very strong. It may be broken praise or it may be wounded praise. But oh, I'm going to give him praise. Seem like there's always somebody around that wants to question your worship. Well, I don't know why they're acting like that on Sunday morning. I was with them on Saturday. Oh, glory, we know it's true. That's why I don't want to come to the house of God anyway, because there are hypocrites there. Hallelujah. Well, that's the only place they're really going to be a hypocrite. But you see, it's not about them. I can't get hung up on them. And I can't let them stop me. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Oh, I know they do what they do throughout the week, and they're not the best Christian, and they're not the best representative among us. 
Hallelujah. But why would I try to destroy them in the house of God when they're doing a good enough job and the enemy's doing a good enough job out there in the world? So when they come to the house of God, whether it's completely real or not, whether it's really spiritual or not, I ought to reach out to a brother or a sister that's in pain, that's hurting, that's walking a rough road and say, hey, let me worship with you. Let me magnify God with you. Besides, all that anybody has to worship God in is their flesh. So it's in this flesh, no matter how broken it is, that we reach out to a holy God through praise and worship. The Bible says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That earthen vessel is not pure. That earthen vessel is not without mar. It's not without patches and problems. But God has chosen to put a heavenly treasure in an earthen vessel. And it was in that earthen vessel that King David, in his flesh, took off the kingly robe and began to magnify God with all of his might. It didn't say anything about anointed in the spirit of God. He said he did it with all of his might. And his wife disdained him and despised him. Can you believe the king would lower himself to act like an idiot out there in public and take off the kingly robes and get all excited about something that's not even home yet? Because it was on the way home. Talking about the Ark of the Covenant. Hallelujah. But what she didn't realize, what that Ark of the Covenant represented. Oh, glory. I'm telling somebody, it's all right to get all excited before the miracle ever happens. I'm telling somebody, it's okay to praise God before you're ever completely healed or before you're actually even there. Come on, come on, hallelujah. And thank God he didn't allow his wife to stop him. But the Bible says she was barren. Oh God, help us today when we would make fun of ourselves for acting apostolic, amen. Oh come on, it's all right to act apostolic. It's all right to praise him. It's all right to magnify even before the glory of God ever shows up the way we need him to. I'm still gonna worship him because I know it's gonna happen. Can I go on just a little bit longer? Man, if you go home, I'll quit. <laughs> Psalms chapter 150 and 1. Praise you the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. That's what we're doing. Psalms 132 and 9. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness and let thy saints shout for joy. Don't raise your hand, but how many of you ever shouted at your kids? Johnny, get in here. I told you the last time. Oh, you know it's happened. I might get the kids to raise their hand. Is Johnny in the house? But oh, when we get frustrated and we've had enough, it is very difficult to hold our cool and we'll begin to shout if not careful. But oh, the Bible tells us it's all right, amen, to shout for joy. Isaiah 12 and 6, it says, Cry out and shout, thou inhabitants of Zion. Why? For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the Holy One of Israel is here right now. So it's all right to get all radical and magnify and shout. 
your glory. Where's my musician? How many musicians I have here today? Oh, glory. Psalms 150 and 3. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. I'm not up there showcasing my talent. I'm not up there. I've, it's not that I've got a job to do. Hallelujah. Amen. What am I doing? I am showcasing what God has done in my life and who he is. And so I'm coming up there. I'm playing those keys. I'm going to beat the drum. I'm going to play him on the high sounding cymbals and the timbrel and in the dance and all of that. Why? Because it's a ministry. Psalms 134. And I'm trying to come to a close here this morning. Psalms 134 and 2. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary. And bless the Lord. I told you this is more of a message of confirmation. Oh, glory. 1 Timothy 2 and 8. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath, without doubting is it still alright to run in the house of God I, I, I hope so these two guys are in trouble if it's not in Mark chapter 5 and verse 6 the man of Gadara when he saw Jesus afar off he ran and worshipped him this was before it was ever cast out. He's not even here yet, but he's there, and I just can't wait. And he took off in a run. It's all right to run. Luke chapter 6 and 23 says, rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. Hallelujah. Have you ever taken time lately to think about what heaven's really going to be like? I used to be able to jump. They say a white man can't jump, but I used to jump a little. Hallelujah. I used to be able to run some. I may not be able to do it like I used to do it. But Brother Mahaney, in the inside of my heart, I am leaping. I am jumping. I am running. Hallelujah. The lame man that was healed in Acts chapter 3 and verse 8, the Bible says, and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. We need to learn how to come into the house of God. Oh, yes. I knew of a pastor one time that just didn't like the way things were going on. He run them all outside. Get out. Get outside. I never had enough whatever to do that. Yeah, my wife would never let me do that. He run them all out. He said, y'all don't even know how to come to church. Run them all outside and he got out there. He said, the Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. <laughs> and into his courts with praise. Now, I'm not saying this is the gates. This is just a house that we've sanctified, amen, as the house of God. But if I'm ever going to come into his presence, whether I'm already in the building or not, I've got to do it, Brother Rhodes. Amen. Thanking him and worshiping him and magnifying God. Oh, glory. Oh, glory, glory. I, I, I'm, trying. I, I, I'm trying to get done before you do today. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. 
Psalm chapter 149 and 3 says, Let them praise his name in the dance. I saw you doing it on the platform. Through the music, through the worship. I'm telling you, it's all right to dance before the Lord. I come out right on the heels of an era of time. The generation that was before me, part of your daddy's generation and my forefather's generation, amen, they, they, they come out and they went through what was called the latter rain movement. That everybody had a tongue and everybody had a prophecy and everybody had an anointing oil dripping from their hands and the devil knew exactly what he was doing. He was trying to get the real to stop because they were afraid of being branded part of the latter rain movement. Part of the fake and part of the fraud. And so the church for a while in some of our elders' lives, they went through a dark time because praise and worship was squelched because they did not want to be branded as those people. We would call them in the day I grew up in, we would call them liberal, we would call them charismatic, we would call them progressive. And so if the charismatic adopted this, we was going to shy away from that. And so many of our churches, they went through a dry spell and it was hard to have revival because they did not want to be branded as progressive or as charismatic or is in our forefathers' day part of that kind of movement that was not real. But oh, I'm telling you right now in the anointing of the Holy Ghost, I'm not worried about the fake and the fraud. I'm not worried about the hypocrite. Why? Because the real will always prove itself to be what's right. So you let them do what they do and act how they act. But I'm not going to let it stop me from getting all excited about what God has done, what he's doing, and what he's going to do. Come on, I want somebody to praise him right now. If you feel like running, I hope it's all right to run. If you feel like dancing and shouting, I hope it's all right. If you feel like shout with the Lord with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. 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 I'm fixing to close here in just a moment. The tragic story of Job's suffering is a well-worn subject by many, a preacher. How he lost his entire life's work and his family in just a moment's time. But we see his attitude and response in Job chapter 1 and verse 20. It speaks of him, if I could use it in the terms of worshiping. And so Job chapter 1 and 20 says, Then Job arose and rent his mantle, and he shaved his head, and he fell on the ground. It was painful. It was horrible. It was as if he couldn't even stand up. Amen. Life had knocked him down. But when he hit the ground, he hit the ground worshiping. And he said, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. In verse 22, the Bible says, in all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. I want to tell you right now, praise and worship builds your faith in God. And deliverance comes through worship and praise. If you need a healing, worship him. If you need deliverance, worship him. If you're in a jam, worship him. 
If you got more months than you have money, worship him. If you got problems on your job, worship him. Oh, if there's problems in your family, worship him. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 14 through 22. Then upon Jehazel, the son of Zechariah, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye all Judea and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But understand what I'm saying. Sometimes it's time for us to quit fighting. Because we really don't understand what we're fighting. He said the battle is not yours but God's. And ye shall not need to fight in this battle. But set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Somebody needs to tell the devil right now, tomorrow's coming, and I've got a mandate from God. And you need to serve notice on notice on the devil. I'm coming. God has given me the authority and the power. Hallelujah. Tomorrow. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judea and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites and the children of the Korathites and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers. Where's my singers? And said, praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord, everybody say the Lord did it. He set ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Somebody needs a purpose in your heart, and I'm opening these altars up, that going forward this next week, I'm not going forth in battle like I used to go forth in battle. I'm not going forth talking about this, talking about that, preparing what I'm going to do if this happens and what I'm going to do if that's happened. Amen. Oh, no. I'm not preparing my argument. All I'm doing is I'm going forth in the name and the authority of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Amen. And what am I going to do when the enemy rises? I'm just going to sing praises unto my God. I'm going to magnify him. I'm going to worship him. Amen. And God is going to win a great victory. Praise the name I just 